Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here we are, kids. Welcome to Monday, the 19th of Juillet. 2021. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend. We're going to get to all of it. Emerald Robinson of Newsmax is going to join me on the show. She's a White House reporter for Newsmax. Uh, she is um, just on fire, and uh, she asks tough questions. And I will tell you, Jen Psaki actively avoids her, which is a shame. But she still is able to get some amazing stories. She's going to talk a little bit about what is really driving the mainstream media from covering the stories of the left, like Hunter Biden's laptop. We'll explain that very shortly. And uh, we've got a ton of other stuff to get to. By the way... We have a brand new sponsor. He is author Craig Stanfill. He has a new book called Terms of Service, Subject to Change Without Notice, and it's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble for only three ninety nine. If you like to lose yourself in a book this summer, you want to check it out. I'll tell you a little bit more later, but Craig Stanfill, glad to have you as a sponsor. The book is called Terms of Service, Subject to Change Without Notice, and is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble for only 4 bucks. $3.99. Unbelievable. So, Jen Psaki stepped in it on, I believe it was Friday, when she said that the White House was actively editing posts on Facebook. She said it. She said it. Here is what she said. Platforms uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given, as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of act- now, I mentioned that in 1926, Joseph Stalin coined the term misinformation about anything that was against the party line. So basically, they're saying the government is right about everything, and anyone who disagrees, it is disinformation or misinformation. Can you believe this came out of the mouth of the press secretary, Jen Psaki? I can, because Joseph Biden last week or a little over a week ago actually paraphrased Joseph Stalin, saying that it's not about who votes, it's who counts the votes. So not a big surprise. Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government. Uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. Okay, so disinformation tracking. 
Okay, they're listening to you, kids. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook. Uh, that uh, uh, what? What? She's flagging them for Facebook. The Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. <laughs> it's, it's like going on to the Washington Post online and, and having access to the editorial um, insides of the building and, and writing articles and correcting articles. The White House doing it. That's what this is. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate and you've got to agree with what we say and that narrative changes all the time because we've been wrong about a lot of stuff okay anthony Fauci last march said masks were not necessary now he's saying your three-year-old needs to wear them this is so ungodly dangerous it would be laughable if it weren't so ungodly dangerous and if she hadn't doubled down on it I'm going to share that in a second. Here she is backtracking a little bit with Peter Ducey on Friday. For how long has the administration been spying on people's Facebook profiles looking for vaccine misinformation? Ooh, this got her mad. That was quite a loaded and inaccurate question, um, which I would refute. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, Peter, first of all, as you know, we're in, we're in a regular touch with, with a range of media outlets. We threaten a lot of people. Let me finish. As we are, as we are in regular touch with social media platforms no you said you actively edited facebook posts this is publicly uh, open information you are absolutely wrong it is not that is a lie people sharing information online just as you are all reporting information on your news stations but okay so these 12 people who you have on a list 12 individuals do they know that somebody at the Surgeon General's office? They are spying on these people, by the way. Is going through their profile? I'm happy to get you the citation of where that comes from. There's no secret list. I will tell you that these are people who are sharing information on public platforms on Facebook. Information that is traveling is inaccurate. Our biggest concern here, and I frankly think it should be your biggest concern, is the number of people who are dying around the country because they're getting misinformation. I need to know uh, which people that whose deaths can be directly attributed to a facebook post you're going to spout off about this i need to see some evidence you are not presenting that you are only saying toe the party line for towing the party line's sake and you are ascribing some deaths to what you call misinformation I do believe you also said that hydroxychloroquine was not effective as a treatment for COVID. I have two friends. I'm just saying it because I have two friends who were kept off of respirators because they asked for hydroxychloroquine. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just telling you the story of them. Okay. Now she doubled down this weekend with banning people from all platforms if they, if they disagree with the state. Uh, providing uh, for, for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience wow. it's reaching. Uh, also with the public, with all of you, wow. um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I, I honestly, I don't know what to say. Either the, she is uh, woefully ignorant of history or there's something about her that, ign that admires what Joseph Stalin was able to do. This is frightening. This should frighten you, and it should motivate you, because we have the First Amendment. 
unbelievable. Facebook, little upset because here's what Joe Biden said about Facebook on, I believe this is Friday. COVID misinformation. On COVID misinformation, what's your message to platforms like Facebook? They're killing people. He just said that Facebook is killing people. The platforms like Facebook. They're killing people. I mean, they really, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that, and, they're, and they're killing people. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely false. And second of all, what you've just said there is so ungodly outrageous as the leader of the free world. Uh, what you just said there is is so uh, inflammatory. I, I I don't even know to be quite honest. I don't even know what to say. Facebook released new data Saturday, provide, proving that Facebook is not hindering vaccination efforts, but in fact has helped disseminate vaccine acceptance. In other words, they're doing what the dear leader asked. Why is the dear leader forsaking us? We have done what he has asked dutifully about everything. We have kept quiet about Hunter Biden's laptop. We have we have censored conservative. We've taken down thousands and tens of thousands of sites. And, and, and I, what have we done wrong, dear leader? Help us. We will self-flagellate until you tell us what we did wrong. <clears throat> In a company blog post, Facebook Vice President of Integrity. <laughs> that's fantastic. That is, that's, oh, that wasn't a joke? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Guy Rosen called out Biden for blaming uh, Facebook for the rising COVID cases in America, explained the administration's claims aren't true. The fact is that vaccine acceptance among Facebook users in the U.S. has increased. We've done a very good job propagandizing for the administration. I just threw that in there. Uh, those, These and other facts tell a different story to the one promoted by the administration in recent days. Apparently, uh, they haven't reached the 70% of American adults being tested, but Facebook users, 85%. So they've done a very good job, literally, of propagandizing people. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm not saying <clears throat> whether you should get the vaccine or not if you choose to. You do it. Go for it, you know. I have family members who've gotten the vaccine. Uh, you know, that's your decision. That's your decision. But uh, Facebook has dutifully uh, toned the party line. And this is what happens when you when you uh, upset villains like you're a member of the mafia. You ever, you know, how many times do you see members of the team get whacked? You know, or how many times you know Darth Vader would just uh, arbitrarily kill one of his uh, associates? You know, that's what happens when when the bad guys are in charge, and that's what Joe Biden just did. He kind of arbitrarily killed the uh, Facebook henchman number one there, or at least uh, you know lifted him up with the force and tried to strangle him. You know that kind of thing, just that kind of thing there. So let's get an inside, a little inside scoop uh, from Emerald Robinson. Uh, this is Emerald talking about Jen Psaki, and then we'll call her. To continue to defend the White House announcement that they're working with Facebook to uh, censor information that they deem as misinformation. Yes. Now, Saki doubled down today and she said not only if you're banned on one platform, you should essentially be banned on others, saying that... Um, you know, it, it, honestly, this is interesting. To be a journalist in this country would normally be not a brave thing to do so much because you are protected by the First Amendment. But for Emerald to tell the stories that the rest of the media won't cover, that is something that is brave. Uh, uh, You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others for providing misinformation that is out there. But she was faced with the question by one reporter, well, used to, it was considered misinformation to talk about the origin of the coronavirus as being a possible lab leak. That's now different. So how do you handle that? How can you deem that misinformation? Uh, Saki sort of punted on that. And you also keep in mind that 
when they're saying they're doing this for vaccine hit hesitancy and to address vaccine hit hesitancy ahead of the election, the current vice president, who they say is a standard of uh, information and truth on this topic, said that she wouldn't take a vaccine that was developed or she wouldn't trust one that was developed or touted by the former president, Donald Trump. Now, then this is this is what this is all about. It is about spreading information that furthers the power and influence of the state and the party. And it changes. It changes like the direction of the wind. All right, I'm told we can call Emerald right now. Let's go ahead and give her a buzz. See what's up. Hello. Good morning, Emerald. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It sounds like you're blasted busy. You had a very busy week last night being avoided by uh, Jen Psaki. And then, of course, uh, Dr. Fauci avoiding you as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a trend there. I swear, I swear. Um, let's start with uh, Jen Psaki and what she said about and literally said that they are editing the posts on Facebook. It wasn't just we're offering direction to Facebook. She admitted they were doing the editing. Then she backtracked. Then she doubled down and said that people who spread disinformation should be banned from all social media platforms. Your thoughts? Yeah, so it was kind of surreal on Thursday when she made the announcement. But then, like you said, she doubled down on it on Friday and it suggested, like you said, that people should be banned from all social media platforms. What's shocking is that in the room, there were very few people who acted very concerned about that. And we're talking <laughs> about freedom of speech here. Yeah, And yeah. we're in a room where there's supposed freedom of press, and it just didn't seem that concerning. They seem to be right on board with the many in that room. Yeah, And it just confirms what everybody already suspected and that they were colluding yeah. with Facebook. Now, she mentioned a dozen people that she said are the key people sowing disinformation about vaccines on the internet. Mm -hmm. I immediately, Rob, started getting calls from even sitting, you know, aides on the Hill to ask if their member might be on that list or, you know, just lots of different people asking, do they, do I think they're on that list? And I did, we identified the list of 12 people it was a so-called hate organization that put together this report and it includes people like uh, robert kennedy jr yes well it's interesting because i was booted from youtube for posting a video by robert kennedy jr uh and i'm going to tell you I, I don't think what he said was outrageous he, he may have said some anti-vaxxing things that were a little odd at times but not the video that i put up there and it's odd because he's a he's a democrat Another lady that's on the list, they put in the report, they put what the violation uh, was of the person that they're putting on that list. Her major violation was pushing hydroxychloroquine yeah. and ivermectin. Yeah. I, I had seen that ivermectin was disproven this weekend in several outlets. You don't, really don't know what to believe, actually, to be quite honest. Uh, but hydroxychloroquine kept two of my friends off of ventilators. So uh, it, it apparently uh, may have worked for them and other people. But they are. They're doing a full court press to shut people down. Here's the thing that I discovered this weekend. And I knew that I'd, I'd seen communist regimes use the word disinformation before to label anything outside of the, the party line as disinformation or misinformation. It was first used by, by Stalin, Joseph Stalin, in 1926. He used the word, it was like disinformatia or something like that. Uh, but it really, really surprised me that she would use that language because that is Marxist language. It is Marxist language. <laughs> but again, there was so little pushback. Yeah. 
on it in that room. And that's why they're allowed to do this and get away with this Marxist language. What these people seem to not understand is that today it may be a position they agree with, but tomorrow it will be against them. It'll be pushing a position they don't agree with. Well, I do believe that. I believe that the Democrat Party is working with all the social media platforms. That's why uh, YouTube uh, banned or Twitter banned uh, the story from the New York Post about Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, I've seen uh, Media Matters going back to about 2017, working with Democrats to shut down, um, you know, what they consider to be disinformation coming from the left, uh, the right side. Uh, I had uh, t- I was part of a network, 29 pages, uh, 17 million followers in and, and on October 31st of 2018, they were all taken down by Facebook at the same time. This is all uh, stems from about 2016, 2017, when people could actually start broadcasting on some of these platforms like live on Facebook. And that's when they mm-hmm. that's when I think they panicked about it. Well, right? the 2016 election was a spontaneous outburst of democracy that they didn't expect. Yeah. And so it was all hands on deck to make sure that didn't happen again. Yeah. And to me, I think she really stepped in it on Friday um, with regard to conservative media, although the mainstream media is kind of being compliant. And the thing that really bothers me the most, and and Emerald, you make your living uh, because of the First Amendment. And in places Mm -hmm. like if in places like Cuba, if you don't tow the party line as a media member, you go to jail here. You have a choice to do that. And most of the media does it. That's the scariest thing, even though we have the First Amendment. How do you feel about that as a journalist? Well, look, it's not the government having to enforce it per se up to now, which it sounds like they're they're starting to in a big way. Uh, Democrats have taken over every level of power, essentially, in the federal government. And so I think this is going to get worse and worse. But now, up to now, it's somewhat of a choice. It is a choice. But the private companies, the networks, put pressure on people to tow the narrative. I'll tell you, I've had, and I think we've talked about this before, I've had so many concerned colleagues come to me and say that if I didn't do the same, essentially, in so many words, I was never going to go to a big network or get uh, uh, the chief correspondent uh, yeah. position yeah. where I would be sitting on the front row in the briefing room yeah. to ask the questions or get a network television anchor job. Yeah. And that's how they see it. Yeah. So they comply, many of them, not some of them are just ideologues and they're activists, right? Yeah. yeah. But some it's just out of pure ambition and <laughs> they know that they won't get ahead in this business in the way that they want to unless they adhere to that narrative and push it. Well, I would say they're uh, they're wrong. I mean, you look at what uh, Peter Ducey's able to do. Uh, he's been uh, getting some major press on it, uh, and I and I love the fact that you continue to you know talk about what you believe in. I was a little surprised, but I think maybe Facebook was a little surprised when Joe Biden says that Facebook is killing people. Uh, you know, because they they they've been a part of slavishly following the dear leader, and here the dear leader is in a exactly. moment. Exactly, it is. It's it, they must have just. I mean, you poop their pants. <laughs> well, they did put out, a, you know, their stories on it over the weekend, and they they did have things to say about him. But, you know, that was a total smack in the face. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> a, a, a guy who does everything he can to get the girl, and then she still knocks him down. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, unbelievable. I saw a little exchange where you went after Anthony Fauci. You were you were talking to him, and, and he's only been doing he's only been doing friendly media appearances. I, I'm sure you've noticed. 
Um, uh, tell everybody who you, what you were trying to ask him about and how he scurried into the White House without talking to you. Well, I have not had an opportunity to ask him questions since. Well, let's just be honest. When Even when Trump was still in office and he was doing those daily COVID briefings, mm-hmm. when he would let Dr. Fauci start the briefing and take questions, Fauci would never call on me then after he figured out that I was looking into the funding to the Wuhan lab, mm-hmm. the possibility of the Wuhan lab as the origin of the coronavirus. He actively avoided me starting in the spring of 2020. Wow. So now, of course, it's even worse. He is definitely not going to talk to me. I get on those COVID virtual briefings that they have, and yeah. I keep my virtual hand raised from the start. And <laughs> believe it or not, they don't call on me. I'll bet you so virtu- I was standing there getting ready to go live on Newsmax, getting ready to do one of my reports from the North Mon, when my cameraman, who knows I've been actively trying to get to Dr. Fauci. Yeah. And keep in mind, I have my mic on. They're in my ear telling me, you know, I have two minutes till, you know, we're on. And I'm tethered to my camera with my mic and my, my earpiece where I can hear them. And my cameraman goes, there comes Dr. Fauci. I'll grab my phone. Wow. <laughs> so this is major props to a good photog. Yeah. <laughs> who, who's politically aware and knows what I'm doing. Yeah. And so I just turned around and started trying to ask him about the funding to the Wuhan lab, why he did it. I mean, I would have had more specific questions if I could have chased him, yeah. but I just had to ask him anything. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, he, he dutifully uh, ignored you. One more thing before we go. Uh, Anthony Fauci said last week that even three-year-olds should wear masks, and now they're, uh, they're doing a mask mandate in L.A. County, although the sheriff has said he's not going to enforce it. Uh, you've got young kids. Uh, how do you feel about this? It looks like they're trying to do 2020 all over again. I don't know how successful they're going to be, but your thoughts? They definitely are. And what won't work right now is that even on people who don't consider themselves political or don't consider themselves or uh, are, are Democrats, mm-hmm. a lot of suburban moms are really tired of this. So yeah. in some ways, it should be backlash on them because, I mean, I've talked to all these moms who are, you know, hardcore liberals, and they think that that is just ridiculous because if yeah. you follow the science, as they say, it yeah. is not warranted. And I'll tell you, as a mom who has a child and he's supposed to go to kindergarten in the fall, and yeah. it's just he, he looks at me and he's like, Mommy, I can't wear a mask. It, wow. I can't breathe. He dropped out of Taekwondo, which he really, really loved, martial arts. Because they're requiring kids to still wear masks, and it just makes them so tired. Unbelievable. You breathe your own carbon dioxide. Dear God in heaven, I hope this all ends soon because it's been so dystopian for all of us, (laughs) particularly more so with you as a journalist in Washington, D.C., for crying out loud. Hey, Emerald, it's so nice to talk to you today. Um, Have a great week, and I hope we can talk again soon, okay? Likewise. Thanks, Rob. You bet. Bye. All right, there you go, Emerald uh, Robinson, a little inside scoop. And, uh, yeah, the, the, a lot of the news media, they're afraid to cover stories because they'll never move up. They'll never move up. They'll never become the anchor unless they tow the party line. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Not a surprise, but uh, pretty interesting information from Emerald. By the way, what, I guess five of the Texas Democrats who fled the state last week have tested positive for COVID. One of those Democrats is demanding a national face mask mandate uh, because of it. This is just so great. You you F up and then you want the entire country to pay for it. It's just really, really, really amazing. So although the caucus claimed all of its traveling members were vaccinated against COVID, the development was not all that surprising because the lawmakers spent all week gathered in confined spaces, sans social distancing and face masks. They met with uh, the vice president. Yeah. 
Now, if this is truly as deadly and awful and devastating as, as it is, this new variant, don't you think there would be abject panic in the halls of the Capitol and the White House? Don't you suppose? They met with, with uh, Kamala Harris, and, and it's a deadly virus. So technically, I mean, they should be uh, maybe all arrested for attempted murder. I'm being facetious, of course, but, you know, if you're going to terrify everybody about this virus and all of the people on that plane say they were vaccinated, which negates the vaccine, that's pretty huge, not a throwaway line. Texas Democrat Gene Wu in response to critics who blasted Texas Democrats for not wearing face masks while gathering in confined spaces, including one meeting with Vice President Harris, Wu said he would demand a national face mask mandate from Joe Biden. I feel ashamed. You're right. I should have been wearing a mask indoors, Wu tweeted. I will personally ask VP Harris and President Biden to institute a national mask mandate for all indoor activities because you screwed up, fool. Thank you. You made this possible, he added, blaming critics for his nationwide mask mandate demand. Yeah, this is pretty funny. Said in another mocking tweet, airplanes, schools, concerts, churches, sports, stadiums, grocery stores, gun ranges. Let's wear our masks and get vaccinated to stop the spread of the Delta variant. Um, There have been no massive outbreaks caused by public gatherings at all, at all, since mask mandates were gotten rid of and people were able to go inside. You're safer inside without a mask on than standing outside waiting for an Uber because you might get shot. Here is Sanjay Gupta. I believe this was on uh, CNN this weekend talking about counties like L.A. County in California. They're saying everybody has to wear a mask indoors. And uh, even if you've been vaccinated, he said it's getting a little confusing. And it is. We're talking about disinformation, Brian, and misinformation, but there's also just confusing information that exists. And I look at L.A. County, for example. Uh, that decided to do an indoor masking mandate. And but with all due respect, I, I understand wanting to err on the side of caution. But when you make a move like that, that's counter what's, to what CDC's put out there, you have to you have to have science to back it up. And what, what it's they, kind of a disinformation. They have they have a 60 percent plus one dose vaccination rate, test positivity, three percent or less, especially about two point five percent. Their hospitals are not stressed right now from covid. The reason I say this, I say this is when it comes. Uh, this doofus in uh, in Texas or now in D.C. wants all of us to have to wear masks. Since the fall winter, we're going to have regional <laughs> surges assuredly in places that are not vaccinated. Wow. The public needs to feel like public health officials are making moves based on the science. I just don't feel like that exists in L.A. County. Well, so, no kidding. There's a lot of people out there saying, "Well, why are they doing that? Is it a reflex?" It's not based on about control. science. Why? It's confusing. And I think that's leading into all the hesitancy that exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson appeared with Sean Spicer on Friday and talked about uh, Facebook censorship and uh, China. One of the things that you got to wonder, and I want to go back to what Sean and I talked about before, the fact that we don't have answers from China, and now you have the chief of the World Health Organization saying, we need more transparency from China. They didn't get it in that first uh, review report that came out. Are we going to get the WHO cover? for China. Answers from China. Are we ever going to figure out the true origins? I doubt it. They've had 18 months uh, to destroy whatever evidence uh, once existed, but we know that China is guilty, uh, that they allowed uh, airplanes and travel outside of uh, Wuhan to infect the rest of the world, but not within China itself. Which would make one think that it was a deliberate release. So they, they, they knew there was a real problem there. I brought this up months ago. And, and again, they, they infected the world. They allowed that to happen. They weren't transparent. But uh, let's face it, uh, Dr. Fauci was involved in that cover-up. Uh, we have asked and we've demanded the full unredacted emails uh, that uh, really kind of point to that cover-up as well. So 
Uh, Dr. Fauci has an awful lot of explaining to do, as, as does the Chinese government. You just watched Newsmax TV, America's fastest growing Yes, you cable. did, and thank you for reminding us of that. We appreciate it. By the way, Scott Walker appeared on the Saturday Report, actually, talking about the Cuomo probe. It's not what you think. Uh, Andrew Cuomo is still being investigated, uh, and he has 80 people coming forward saying that he sexually harassed them or bullied them at work. Here is uh, Scott Walker talking about that. Oh, this is going to be bad for Cuomo. Uh, But it's interesting, you know, for many on the left and for many, sadly, in the media, if it weren't for double standards, they'd have no standards at all. And in this case, can you imagine if this was a conservative governor, uh, both first off doing a policy that killed some 15,000 people in nursing homes, and now these these awful uh, situations of... uh, Don't forget the $5 million advance for a book deal. uh, Sexual harassment, I should say. This would be a frontline story. This would be news of the day over and over again. But because it's Andrew Cuomo who somehow got an Emmy for how he handled the uh, COVID (laughs) and the pandemic, well, we just kind of look the other way. And most people, other than places like Newsmax, aren't even talking about it. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Because we are unflinching and unwavering, thank you, and we believe in journalistic integrity. Here is uh, Grant Stinchfield talking to Samara Armstrong. She is an influencer. She is a conservative actress, I guess. In uh, you could, Can you say that still? Uh, in L.A., and she's talking about the now demanding that L.A. County mask up and then the doofus from Dallas uh, saying that the whole country could because he screwed up on a flight. Our hope is that with continued uh, vaccination of people, uh, as well as with masking uh, by everyone indoors, which is much easier uh, and universal and makes this a normal practice again, uh, that we won't see continued increases. in. Oh, no, there's nothing normal about it. Cases and we'll start to start to see lower. When we accept it as normal, then uh, honestly, we're screwed. Uh, numbers. Oh, come on. Give me a break. You see what they're focused on? The numbers of positive cases. I think it's like 3,000 just over now in L.A. County. They ignore the end result of these cases, though. People still are not being hot. By the way, there was a story that came out a couple weeks ago that said the Biden administration was counting flu cases as COVID. You try to Google that story now, it's gone. Hospitalized in great numbers. Why? Because the cases are mainly young, unvaccinated people who aren't getting that sick. So for them, I guess now everyone's got to change their behavior. It is insanity. Joining me now is actress and conservative activist Samira Armstrong. Samira, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Grant. Uh, Sa, I guess this is the reason why you got the heck out of Los Angeles County. Oh, boy, is it ever. Uh, Yes, the, you know, one of the things that he said was uh, um, overall, meaning an overall approach to individuals' health. And that's a terrible way to go about things. There's not one road for every human being. And clearly, they they don't know how to handle this. They don't know what represents what, like you said, 3,000 cases of sick people. And so now the rest of humanity have to mask up. By the way, masks don't work. In fact, on my Instagram, some girl was sick, and she was sick vaccinated, and having had worn masks around everyone. So none of this is a precursor for health. It's just... uh, a precursor for following uh, Simon Says, so to speak. Now, again, this is not a commentary about whether you should get vaccinated or not, but if you have to wear a mask after being vaccinated, doesn't that make the efficacy of the vaccine uh, pretty much worthless? And might also add that supposedly all the Democrats on that flight out of Texas to Washington, D.C. were vaccinated. Huh. 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 Let's move 
move on to uh, election fraud. Instead of coming clean and answering questions raised on Thursday's uh, Arizona audit hearing, Maricopa County officials are tweeting jabs at the audit and weekly uh, fact-checking the audit revelations with their own unsubstantiated claims. Yeah. Uh, Arizona Senate President Karen Fan, who I am a fan, by the way, uh, replied with the same question everyone else has. Why will they not work with the auditors and provide truthful information so we can secure our elections? Well, because there was rampant fraud in Maricopa County, and presumably that happened throughout the state. Here is uh, Grant Stinchfield with a brilliant commentary, well-researched about uh, Arizona voter fraud. You ready for this? 74,243 more ballots received in Maricopa County than were mailed out. There is no clear record of them ever being sent. This is insanity. The auditors claim they found ballots that were not on the correct paper. All right? Other ballots had printing alignment. They were fraudulent, guys. Suggesting it could have been copied. Yep. So let me go through the Arizona numbers for you. We're not stupid. President Trump lost Arizona by 10,457 votes. Now consider this. The auditors in this recent investigation found 3,981 people voted despite registering after the October 15th deadline. That is clear those votes should be tossed. They found 11,326 voters who were not on the voter rolls on November 7th but were on December 4th. Wow, isn't that amazing? 11,000 votes just show up. They were not on the voter roll before the election, but they just said their votes just showed up after the election. Yet their votes were counted. How and why those votes should be tossed. Thank you. 18,000 voters in the election were then removed from the voter rolls almost immediately after the election concluded. Why is that? What, folks, in the world is going on here? That is over 100,000 irregular and possibly illegal votes in just one county in one state. And Trump only lost by just over 10,000 votes. And guess what? There may be more to come, we are being told. Now, Grant is actually quoting facts. All of the things that he just said are indisputable. They were discovered by the audit of Maricopa County. Yet on Twitter... On Saturday, uh, it was trending that there was no fraud found in Arizona. Twitter led the discussion away from the facts. Twitter did. That's not a big surprise. When I saw it trending, I just laughed. I just guffawed. I was like, you're kidding me. Everything that Grant just said is factual. Here he is talking about Jovan Pulitzer. Uh, Jovan Pulitzer, he is a uh, genius, um, and he's been part of this analysis of Maricopa County. You'll hear him first and then Grant's reaction. What you saw today, of course, will make you drop your jaw. All I can say right now is don't, under, don't think today was it because you only got served the aperitif, which is the smallest of all the appetizers. There's more to come. More to come, he says. I don't doubt it after what I've been seeing now coming out of Arizona. So here's the sad reality in all of this. We have Republicans that don't want to see any of it, that don't want any further investigation. Republicans. These are the worst kind of Republicans. Anti-Trump, anti-American phonies. We expect it from the Democrats. What we need right now are fighters. We always have needed them. Because right now, the Democrats have fighters, 
They have hundreds of Democrat-controlled operatives, lawyers, all on the ground in Pennsylvania, desperately trying to stop a future audit in that state. Yep. They see what is being revealed in Arizona and, yes, even Georgia. And they're terrified. Now, Grant has got some very damning information from Fulton County, Georgia. I'll share that in a second. But we do have a new sponsor, author Craig Stanfield, a terrific writer. He's written this new book. It's called Terms of Service, Subject to Change Without Notice. Kind of like the uh, the federal government and their idea of what disinformation is. <laughs> it's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble for only $3.99. Yeah, just imagine this. 250 years from now, the great principles of unity, community, and equality are triumphant. And the ancient ways of wealth, privilege, and selfism long ago consigned to the ash heap of history. The corporations provide for the needs of the people, putting everyone at work while ensuring the efficient distribution of goods and overseeing a transportation system, which is a marvel of the 23rd century engineering. On the surface, it seems to be good and a just society, but the truth is much grimmer. If you want to lose yourself in a book this summer, if you're going to the beach or if you're in the Midwest and you, you know, you're hanging out in your hammock, this is a terrific read. And it's only $3.99 at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Race, gender, and religion have all been erased, all but erased, and the word T is considered shameful. The corporations completely dominate their chosen sectors of the economy while giving their customers little or no choice in the goods they purchase. Sounds kind of similar to what's going on here. All must agree to ever-changing terms of service, giving up what few rights they still have. Again, wow, look what just happened this weekend. This is a great science fiction novel, and we will be talking to author Craig Stanfield this Friday. Until then, it's available for a limited time for only $3.99 on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Get this book. Did you just hear the the tie-in to what's going on in the country with regard to changing terms of service, Jen Psaki? Wow! That is fantastic. Here's Grant Stinchfield talking a little bit about what happened in uh, Fulton County, Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, I told you about these Fulton County, Georgia tally sheets with every single vote going to Joe Biden. Look at them come across your screen. 850 of them, all for Joe Biden. But after a review of the actual ballots, it showed only 554 went to Biden and 140 for Trump. That's a near 300 vote swing in Joe Biden's favor. If there are issues with these sets, it stands to reason there would be issues with other sets of tally sheets. Yep. So you have the same ballot counted twice in the images and counted in the audit. How that's possible, I don't know. But what what it says is that we need a full-blown audit. This isn't disinformation, it's factual. Well, in fact, the Georgia auditors claim they found all kinds of errors. Again, one county in one state where Trump allegedly lost by only 12,000 votes. Now, I have been doing this a long time, investigating fraud for a long time. These are not mistakes. In fact, the chance of it being a mistake is statistically impossible. That means fraud did occur in an election where we were told by even Republican leaders was the most secure in history. Hogwash. No doubt we will continue to follow this all-important story. And by the way, the uh, the Republican National Committee 
they immediately after the election immediately said that uh, nothing happened. The election was perfectly fine. And they fundraised off of Donald Trump saying that he thought it was fraudulent. They raised $200 million and they have not said where that money went to. So until then, uh, until the Republican National Committee steps forward, not one dang dime for me. Not at all. Eric Bowling uh, was on last week, and he talked to Larry Elder. Larry Elder is a talk show host. He's running for governor. Now, what do you think about this? Because California, I've said forever, is Eden. California is Eden on Earth. So is Cuba. And now, you know, people have been fleeing for 60 years on boats through shark-infested waters and dying. People are streaming out of Eden out of California because of terrible Democrat leadership, particularly by the now governor, Gavin Newsom, who is uh, under a recall petition. Here is uh, Eric Bowling talking to uh, Larry Elder. This is, uh, uh, this is Larry's commercial. Why are people leaving a state once the envy of the world with unrivaled climate, mountains, beaches, deserts, forests? We have it all. But Gavin Newsom has declared war on the middle class. Californians know we can do better. The problem is Gavin Newsom. Our arrogant, out-of-touch governor has got to go. And I hope that I'll be the person you choose to be a successor. And Democrat uh, mayors and Democrat city councils and the Democrat legislature. Don't feel bad for him. He can always retreat to his winery. You know, the one that remained open during the pandemic. The man has got to go. Let's do this together because we've got a state to save. Well, he's coming out swinging, isn't he? Radio talk show host Larry Elder wants to kick California's Gavin Newsom out of the governor's mansion. And he's got about two months to make his case before voters decide whether to recall Newsom and elect a new governor. Here's a little bit of the exchange between Larry Elder and uh, Mr. Bowling. Well, Eric, thank you for having me. Look, 2.2 million people signed this petition. We only needed 1.6, which means a whole bunch of independents and Democrats who voted for this guy want him out. Rising crime, rising homelessness, the outrageous cost of living that's caused for the first time in this state's history to be a net migration out of California, of native Californians, and the arrogant way this man handled the coronavirus pandemic, ignoring the science because he's totally beholden to the teachers union. He shut down the whole state. He shut down schools. uh, And the head of the largest affiliate of the teachers union said when parents went to the streets and said, please send my kid back. My kid's already behind. Black and brown parents. Uh, This woman said that the reason for the movement to reopen the schools is being led by white supremacists. Eric, you've known me a long time. I'm a lot of things, but do I look like a white supremacist? And then add to that the cost of living. The average price of of a home in California costs 150% more than the average price of a home outside of California. And it is 50% higher because of all the stupid rules and regulations that have been pushed down the throats by the environmentalists. When I was a kid, I used to fantasize about living in California. I would never, you couldn't pay me enough right now. I'm gonna do something about all of this. I'm gonna reverse all of this. that the power of the public sector unions it's almost impossible to get elected in this state without getting public union support which is why the democrats have dominated this state and i'm going to do what scott wilson did uh, in wisconsin and rain down the power of the public unions so that they only negotiate about wages not about discipline or about competence there are 300,000 public school teachers in the state of california last year two were fired I'm told between wow. five and seven are incompetent. That's about 15,000 people that are that are in our schools, uh, supposedly educating our children. Wow. And they're often in the schools in the in the inner city where the kids need best teachers the most. This is absolutely I, outrageous. And I'm going to turn this this crap around. I hope so. I hope so. One more thing. This is really funny. Brian Stelter, who has literally lost 75% of his audience. Generally, when that happens in anything you ever do, if you lose that percentage of your audience, you get fired. Okay? 
I had great ratings at the radio station I worked there in Kansas City. Great ratings. They fired me because of money. And they've lost 75% of their audience in the meantime. <laughs> Author Michael Wolf took uh, Brian Stelter to task and just in an embarrassing fashion for Stelter. Listen to this. It's glorious. It, you know, and, and that's what Trump does. He's, he has spent most of his administration seeing people on television and immediately right. calling them. But maybe that's how um, but, it works but sometimes, I, I don't huh? want you to think... Is that how it works? That's how you get access? I, but I, yeah, but I don't... Yeah, but I don't want you to think that that that. What Combine that with his ultimate unlikability, Brian Stelter is a ratings loser all around. I said at that point was in any way inauthentic. I think the media has done a terrible job on this. I think you yourself, um, you know, why you're a nice guy. You know, you're full of sanctimony. Um, you know, you become part of one of the parts of the problem of the media. Uh-huh. You know, you come on here and you and you have a. Um, um, uh, you know, a monopoly on truth. You know, you know exactly how things are supposed to be done. Um, you know, you are why one of the reasons people can't stand the media. Wow, that is fantastic. Let's hear his his response. It should be it should be golden. Sorry, <laughs> you're cracking me up. It's your fault. I, it's, uh, it's how, so. What should I do differently, Michael? I don't know. Tell the truth. Be a journalist. Not attack your competition. You know, don't talk so much. Listen more. You know, people have genuine problems with 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 the media. The media doesn't get the story right. The media exists in its own Russian collusion for three years bubble. Um, That's true. I agree. uh, So why don't you pull your head out of your ear, sir? Um, you know, you got to stop. I mean, that last segment that 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 I just had to listen to of all of the people saying the same old stuff. Also, you're incredibly repetitive. It's week after week. I mean, you're the flip side of of of, of Donald Trump, um, you know, fake news. And you say virtuous news. You know, I, there, wow. there, there's no, just figure out what is real. I mean, yeah. we. Wow, that is just fantastic. I, 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 I love it. I really do. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to our special guest, Emerald Robinson, today. If you would, please, today, will you do me a favor? Will you subscribe on Apple Podcasts to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson? Leave a five-star review. And also, would you consider going to uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble online and getting, for only $3.99, Craig Stanfield's new book called Terms of Service, Subject to Change Without Notice? Only four bucks, Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I think you will enjoy the read and it would be a welcome escape from all the electronics and all of the, uh, you know, the day-to-day clamor, uh, the day-to-day just pollution of our lives by everything electronic. (laughs) Just, Just escape, escape and get the book, will you? Thank you so much, guys. God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. Remember Ashley Babbitt and above all until tomorrow. Don't catch a stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.